Well, I'm here again. Good morning. How are we? So this morning, we're going to be looking at the cost. The cost, what's it cost you to be here this morning? What's it cost you this week? You know, what does it cost to be a Christian? Yeah. So I've been reading, well, I've been going through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John recently, towards the end of this year. And uh, I came across a scripture uh, in Luke 9, 57 to 62. And I thought, you know what, this is quite profound, I'm going to use this in a message. <laughs> um, and it is the cost of following Jesus. And I think this is an important topic to cover. We need to understand and know and realise, you know, we've got some new Christians, you know, um, that what we're stepping into is going to cost us, you know. It's not going to be comfortable, you know. But God does provide a way. So, start in verse 57, the cost of following Jesus. As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the the kingdom of God. Still, another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, No one who puts a hand onto the plough and looks back is fit for the service of the kingdom of God. When I read that a few weeks ago, yeah, as I said this earlier, I thought, wow, what's, what's, what's Jesus trying to say there? So we're going to break this down. I thought, I thought there's a lot here we can look at and use. So the first person, as they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus replied, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Who has comforts here? But we all do, don't we? Yeah. We are all blessed with some sort form of comfort provided to us or f- through self-provision. Yeah, we all most of us work, we all or we get provided something that covers the cost, that covers the bills, food, you know. Food and water on the table. We also have, you know, we enjoy people's company. Some of us blessed to have many friends, some closer than others. We have we enjoy passions, hobbies, things we do with our time. Yeah. We have the clothes on our back and the roofs over our head. Now, some of those comforts are a big ask to give up, aren't they? Now, God, I'm not going to say that this is the common really one but he has asked before you know to give that up you know some people have given up their jobs or their livelihoods what they've come to always know for God whether that's probably usually missionary work you know but that's not usually common is it you know the average I don't think we've got any missionaries here but if you are amazing fantastic that is a calling 
Although Jesus did partake and enjoy certain comforts like we do today. He did eat and sleep where possible, as we do. He relied completely on his Father in heaven. Yeah? For his needs, first and foremost. Thanking him for whatever it was. How much more then, if the Son of Man did this, must we? Yeah? must live with an open hand. Yeah? What do I mean by that? It's quick, you know, it's, it's, we are quick to own all the things that we have, all the comforts that we enjoy. You know, it's easier to let go if my hand is open, isn't it? If I'm holding on to those things, you know, if I tell Chris to comprise my hand open now, you know, it wasn't a very good effort, as you can see. The enemy, you know, God's on my side, as you can see. The enemy didn't stand a chance. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, you're going you're gonna to know about it if you're holding on to those things in life. Yeah? Those comforts, those things you've come to enjoy. Yeah? And if your hand's open, you're not so bothered, are you? Oh, I've just lost £200. Got scammed over the phone. Well, it doesn't matter. You know, God's my provider. <laughs> now, of course, that's a, a bit of an example. Some people are struggling, and £200 is a lot of money. But you get the gist. If we are following Jesus, leaning on him, and not holding onto the other focuses of life, we will be far less distracted, hurt by the sudden loss and gains of this world. Philippians 3, 8 to 10. We all ready? Yet, indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. <laughs> that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being confirmed to his death. So I thought that was a very good scripture there to illustrate that as well. Yes, they're nothing, nothing to us. Christ is the ultimate reward, isn't he? Yeah? Let's have a look at the second person now. He said to another man, follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. I must admit, I was a bit like, wow, this, is, this seems a bit strange refusing this, doesn't it? Um, especially given it's such a personal circumstance. Why did he say this? That's what I was thinking at the time, a few weeks back. Jesus' response tells us there was nothing more in this situation could be done for the man's father, yeah? He's gone. And those 
who still are around to hear and receive the message that Jesus was preaching were more important, yeah? Letting those who are spiritually dead bury the physical dead, yeah? We also have to understand there's nothing we want to set for ourselves, ambitions, passions, self-made successes, yeah, success, come close in comparison to the purpose God appoints us, yeah. That can come at not always convenient circumstances, can it? Oh, I've got to share the message. Oh, I'm preaching today. Someone's told me I've got to preach this week. You know, no, answer the call. Yeah? It's far better than playing on my Xbox. Far better than, you know, Godzilla last night. <laughs> Great film, but no. But is Godzilla going to be around forever? No, no, he's not. He's, he's made up. Christ is your reward. And if we, on the opposite of that, if we're not, we're not putting God first. We're not, you know, proclaiming proclaiming the kingdom of God. We, we're not, you know, we're just, yeah, you know, when it feels like it, everything else will be our reward. That'll be it. Makes me think of the Pharisees when when you're saying they pray clever prayers and it's like that. They've, they that's their their reward. Yeah. That's all, that's all they're doing it for. God knows your heart. Yeah. It's better, far better, to invest our time and energy in the eternal things than the external things. As we won't be able to take them with us. Yeah? Things on this, things on this earth are just going to get... Dust, moths. I think I can't remember the verse now. Um, but yeah, that's what comes to mind. That's what's just come to mind. <laughs> Far better to invest in your relationship with God, yeah? Your rewards in heaven, that's what you have to look forward to. This is just a, a blink of an eye, this life that we're in right now. Matthew twenty-eight sixteen to 20. The Great Commission. Got to include this, haven't you? When you're talking about proclaiming the kingdom of God. <laughs> then, the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So it's not just a description, it's an inscription, yeah? Something I've just took from somewhere else, not my, my words there, but I thought, you know what, that's very, <laughs> that's something we do, don't we? Sometimes when we read the Bible, we can 
There's a lot of descriptions, but there's inscriptions, instructions, should I say. God doesn't just say, you know, we're to just sprinkle some word now and again to our friends and those around us. No, it's an instruction, yeah? And through Christ, we now have that authority that lives in us, yeah? We have to remember that. No, it's important. The Great Commission, that is one of the biggest things that we can ever have as Christians. Yeah? Don't think little of yourself either, like Moses. When you think, oh, I can't speak, I can't, I don't have the words. No. He might give you an errand. Maybe, maybe not. But he gives you that bold, he will give you that boldness over time. You will have that time, that moment with that person. Or that collective, you never know. And how can you prepare for that? Reading your word, getting close to God. The third person, still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let, go, let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one puts a hand to the plow and looks back. Is fit for service in the kingdom of God. <laughs> Sounds, sounds a bit, wow, what does he mean by that? <laughs> to give an example, we know Chris is a builder. Sorry to put you in the spotlight, mate. Uh, when, he was, if he, you know, when Chris has to build a wall, to construct a wall, there will have to be cement mortar mix made up. Yeah? Leaving him a limited of time before it sets and goes off. Chris must therefore... Maintain a constant flow of trowel, cement, brick, yeah? In that motion, in order to get the job done. Focusing on what is in front of him, yeah? Not 50 bricks back, where he could find a reason to nitpick and be like, that's a bit off, or, which I don't think with Chris, because he's, he's a cracker at his job, I think. And be distracted affecting the quality ahead yeah Jesus basically saying here is that we cannot be double minded yeah when it comes to the kingdom of God I can't be looking at you know like I have done this week and I've struggled and you know I'm thinking about the enemies reminded of my past and what you know what me, or what my future looks like I can't be thinking like that when you know you're giving the word or you you know, you, you've delegated certain things you've, or you've got responsibility. You've got to make sure you're close with God and you, 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 your eyes are set like flint on him because everything will be coming at you and you find that more and more and more as you get closer with God as you start stepping up in the church and doing different things. As a lot of you will know yourselves. Yeah? Yes. We can't serve two masters. That's a verse that comes to mind as well. Because it only means it will make us look warm. Yeah? And as I said, that might not be intentionally done either. That might, might, not, might not be like a, a habit or a saying that could be looking back, like I said. You know, distraction. Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters. 
Either you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Revelation 3, 15, 16. I know your works, that you are neither hot nor cold, hot, hot or cold. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Not nice, is it, having a, something that should be hot, like a, I don't know, cup of tea isn't uh, as foul enough, I don't think, as an example, but you know what I mean? Maybe a, a British one anyway. <laughs> but you want your cup of tea hot, don't you? When you, when you buy something, you, have, you want it hot, and it comes lukewarm, you think, send that back. Send that back. Say, oh, I've paid 20 quid for that steak. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and, you know, God, likewise, when, when he's a jealous God, he's going to want your attention, your full attention. Yeah? You know, you are his. Once you go under those waters, when, when you went under those waters, you're, you knew you were his, didn't you? And you came back up. And you belong to him now. You know, we belong to him. And that's a blessing. And when he see, if he sees us going off, you think, okay, some correction needed here. Or you might use a brother or sister to rebuke you, take you back onto the path. As long as you're on the path, you're heading in the right direction. Yeah? Joshua 1.8 Oh, sorry, I missed a little subhead in here. It will cost our time, yeah? It's going to cost our time. Biggest one, I tell you. Sometimes it's just you've got no time. And you think, look at others, and you think, you've got more time than me. Come on. <laughs> but no, that is the cost as well. He's going to make you drop some things. And that's a good thing. Yeah? Like I said, your attention might not be on him. It's on things that you enjoy, your comforts, like I said earlier. And like I've been wrestling with this week, oh, I haven't got enough time for this, I work hard, or I should have weekends free, or you know what I mean? And you, get, you start moaning, pride rises up. Yeah? And sometimes you think, where's this coming from? This isn't God. No. The enemy wants to take you away from safety, from your church, from those you fellowship with and where you're meeting. I haven't been here for two weeks. And I was just saying to Isaac in there, oh, no, no wonder I've had the two weeks I've had and I've been ill, isolated, doing evening shifts, feeling absolutely horrible, having too much time to think because that's my problem. I overthink. The enemy gets me in my mind up here. No, you got to. Like Colin said, you got to say no. You got to fight the good fight with the Word of God, and that means your time. So let's have a look at Joshua one eight. Well, it's going to be longer than the last one anyway. <laughs> This book 
of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. You may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Yeah? Philippians 4.8 is the next one. Let's give you a moment. Meditate on these things. That's the title of the scripture. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So I think that those two are very good 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 advice really isn't it aren't they you know given so whatever we're doing you know you whatever you yours however you're spending your time these passions these comforts these things that you think oh, are great they are they are good god wants you to enjoy these things that god given as long as they aren't out of his you know his will of your life and sinful, um, they're good. But what's better? <laughs> what's going to shape us, edify us, yeah? Make us into the Christian God wants us to be. Because he, he sees our beginning and our end, doesn't he? He knows what the deal is. If we did see that, we wouldn't do half the things we're, get, we're doing now, would we? You know? <laughs> I just, I just thought, if I saw myself 10 years ago and he said he'd be preaching, he'd be like, I'm not preaching, I'm not doing that. <laughs> if I saw that 10 years ago, that me and now, I probably know. I won't, I won't be doing what I'm doing now, would I? And that goes for the same for you. Yeah? So, that brings me to this point as well. It will cost our lifestyle. Yeah? When you become a Christian... You're going to soon notice the Holy Spirit's presence in your life. Yeah, it's going to convict you. And so that's a good thing. Not condemnation. There's a difference. Conviction. And your lifestyle will slowly, through obedience, change as you lean in and you get drawn in to God. He's going to pull you towards Him. Another scripture's come to me, I desire, you draw near to me, I will draw near to you, yeah? He does that. He's a gentleman, he's not going to force his way in, yeah? Think of Revelation 3.20. Is it, I who knock on the door? I think it is. And, there's, and then the person who did a, that beautiful illustration, that painting, painted a door without a handle on. Couldn't be more true than that. In a, in a visual sense, because we have to open that door of our hearts. That's the first call, isn't it? So especially if you are a young Christian, God is going, going to, do, to, if he hasn't already made clear, demand a, a lifestyle change from you. 
as I've already said. As we witnessed not long ago with baptisms, the old has gone and the new has come. Our fruit must match our label. Yeah? Yeah? See a golden delicious there with a little label on it that says golden delicious. That's a golden delicious. You expect it when you bite into it to be a golden delicious. I personally want have have that kind of apple, but you know. <laughs> As Christians, everything we do reflects Jesus. Yeah. If we see a financial need for someone or something, God may encourage you to meet it. Yeah. These are the fruits, the gifts of the Spirit that will start to take place. Yeah. As you're obedient. God can use you. Yes. If we rely on our comforts, earthly dependencies, more than we do on God, for instance, our convenience, or when we hit us, you know, hit by a storm only, oh, I need God, you know, I'm going to come to him, run to him. And he does want you to do that, by the way. Like Peter stepping out of the boat, you know, calling to God as he was sinking. But what this point I'm making this morning is, if we only ever do it out of convenience and when we're in trouble, God will only ever be a 999 call. God will only ever be a 999 call. Yeah? When in fact, Jesus wants to open the door of our house and spend every day with us. Yeah? the rest of our lives. Wholeheartedly seeking and meeting him as often as we can fit in our diaries and routines. Yeah? Oh, let me just check my diary. Oh, sorry, I can't fit in there. God, I've, uh, I've got a bit of Call of Duty um, stuff in my face. And then I've got a Christmas dinner. <laughs> I struggled to give 10 minutes a day many years ago. But sometimes that's, that's how it starts, yeah? There's nothing wrong with 10 minutes, yeah? Those 10 minutes are just as significant as someone else's hour in the morning, day, evening, whatever. Don't compare your walk to your neighbours, yeah? Oh, I've done that too many times. That will grow with time and obedience, yeah? So don't be discouraged. Keep going. God can see your investment and you honouring him just by those small steps and God will honour that. Yeah? You know, he who trusts little is going to trust more. You know, I can't think now. I've read it not long ago. But yeah. Now, I know, what's the theme this Sunday? The joy. That's it, the joy. I've got to say it, of all this stuff I've said today, that is very crucial. You know, things we've got to realise that it's going to cost. It's cost Jesus to come down. The joy of the Lord that we have because Christ came to this earth. Yeah? As a child. And then when he's 30s, would start his ministry. Would think of each one of us on that cross. Yeah? And we can celebrate God's 
full intention, action on our behalf by sending his son. When you're going through stuff, don't choose happiness. Because that's what the world offers, happiness. But it's short. It doesn't last. Choose joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Yeah? That's what I'm getting at today. It's going to cost you. But there's some, there's some great joy in that. In choosing God. And keep on going. Keep plodding on. Yeah, I don't want to do this. No, keep going. The biggest takeaway I want you to have today, I want you to leave with, is this. Ask yourself, am I following Jesus wholeheartedly? Am I following him wholeheartedly? Yeah? What may be distracting me? Am I relying, what am I relying on instead of you, Lord God? And what may I need to cut off that's causing me to slip up? Yeah? How can I get closer to God this week? As I said, could be only 10 minutes a day of your morning. Break, whatever, before you go to bed. Implement steps and watch as your relationship with God can flourish living sacrificially. Amen.